morning and welcome to Tea Fairy Storytime Podcast. Today we are reading chapter two of Molly and Grania, the seven foot long dog by Gail Nodestein. And Gail Nodestein was born in Newark, New Jersey, but has lived most of her life in the American South. She enjoys her wonderful dogs, hiking the beautiful trails, scuba diving, and especially riding. Gail lives in the beautiful mountains of Western North Carolina with her four dogs. She is also waiting on her new puppy, which is going to be an Irish wolfhound, which this book is about. She is a fun writer. I'm really enjoying this book. We already read chapter one yesterday, and now we are about to start chapter two. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Chapter two. During the long drive to San Antonio, I remembered how I first came to fall in love with the Irish wolfhound breed. My parents had taken me to an all-breed dog show at our local fairgrounds to look at dogs. After looking at all the breeds, I had fallen in love with the huge, shaggy, gentle giants. As much as my parents tried to talk me out of it, the dogs themselves made my heart and mind up. I had to have a wolfie. Some wolfhound people don't like that term for their breed, but I don't care. I'm a kid. Nobody expects me to be politically correct. After the show, when we decided on an Irish wolfhound, I made a deal with my parents. I would do more chores and help my neighbor with her horses to earn some money for the puppy. My parents said that they would put in the rest. The puppy was going to be very expensive, but I had earned just about half of what the puppy was going to cost. I'd spent a lot of supervised hours on the internet researching about the breed and people that showed and bred them. I'd learned to never buy a puppy from a backyard breeder because they don't do the proper testing to make sure that the puppy they sold was healthy and had a chance of becoming a healthy adult. Professional breeders knew the pedigrees and the temperaments of their animals. They could match a puppy with a family because they knew the histories of the parents and grandparents going back many generations so they had a pretty good idea of how a puppy would turn out. After a lot of time spent reading about breeders on the internet, my parents contacted Mrs. Williams. She filled out applications, got veterinarian references, and the breeder even had a member of the local breed club visit our house to make sure that we were a proper fit for an Irish wolfhound. After Mrs. Williams accepted us as potential puppy parents, we then had to wait until we found the perfect combination to breed the best possible puppies. That whole process had taken over two years. Today was the finale of an endless journey. The wait and long drive were going to be worth every second. I dozed a little and only asked to stop once to use the bathroom. After four hours, we finally turned in to the breeder's driveway. I was so excited to see the little puppies that I jumped out of the car before my parents hurried to the front door and took the steps two at a time. I rang the bell as my parents reached the top step. Molly, don't do that again. You need to wait for us, my mother scowled. My father opened his mouth to scold me too, but the front door opened before he could say anything. Well, hi, y'all. I'm so glad you got here safely. You had a pretty long trip from cut and shoot. 
three enormous dogs standing slightly behind her dwarfed the tiny woman long tails wagging pink tongues hanging out of their mouths just looking into their soft eyes i fell even more in love kira kalia kiva say hello as the woman stepped down of the way the three hounds nudged me and my parents for pets as you know kiva is the mother of the puppies that you are going to see today as she as if she understood the silver gray dog turned around and grinned at her owner kiva's a very proud mama let me put them out and i will take you downstairs to see her puppies at the word out the three dogs ran to the back door to be released to play and do zoomies my parents and i followed the breeder down to the basement den where the puppies played in their x-pen looking at the wiggly puppies i couldn't believe that i had to choose just one i felt like i wanted to take them all home with me of course that wasn't possible there wouldn't be enough room in our house for eight adult irish wolfhounds grown each adult dog would weigh somewhere between 140 pounds and 200 pounds that's a lot of dog mrs williams opened the gate to the pen and let out the hound puppies once they had left their pen i sat on the floor and let the puppies come to me i wanted my puppy to choose me and not the other way around being naturally curious the puppies all came to sniff and give me kisses some of them climbed into my lap to lick my eyebrows and ears i fell back giggling though they were only eight weeks old each puppy already weighed close to 55 pounds four puppies getting in my lap to kiss me weighed roughly 100 pounds i only weighed 65 pounds they smothered me with kisses finally after the puppies had had enough of exploring me and settled down a little i noticed that there was a much larger puppy that had snuck in behind me while i was playing with the little ones she wasn't as big as the adults but as much was much larger than the puppies i had been playing with the first thing i noticed about her was her beautiful eyes they were a soft dark chocolate brown with an expression that spoke of intelligence her coat was beautiful silvery beige, almost white. Well, hi, girl. Did you decide to come and visit with me, too? The puppy's tail wagged wildly, whipping back and forth with the speed of a cobra. Her face grinned at me as if to say, it's about time you noticed me. I'm the one that's going to spend my life with you. At that moment, the breeder came back into the room. Granya, what are you doing in here? You were supposed to be in your crate. Mrs. Williams took the dog by her collar and took her from the room. Grania pulled away and came over to me and softly licked my face. Then she plopped her big butt into my lap. I laughed so hard that my stomach hurt. I noticed that Mrs. Williams had put the other puppies back into their pen and had left Grania out to get to know me a little better. More the puppy and I played and cuddled, the more convinced I became that this was the puppy for me. Why was this puppy not with the others? I know she's a lot older because she's so much bigger. Is she for sale too? Mrs. Williams came over and sat down next to where Grania and I had been cuddling on the floor. Grania really isn't for sale. My heart sank when she told me she wasn't selling the puppy. I really felt like this was the dog that I wanted. We had bonded and she felt like she was part of me already. Mrs. Williams continued. I sold Grania four months ago to a woman in Dallas. 
She decided she didn't have enough time to spend with the dog after only having her for a month, and despite our contract telling her that she had to return the dog to me, sold her to a couple in Lubbock that abused her. I went to court to get her back, and she got here about a month ago. I looked at my parents. My mother had tears in her eyes, and my father looked furious. I hate people like that. My dog, my dad was an animal lover, like me. One thing I loved about him was the soft heart he had for all animals. My mother looked at Grania and then at me. Mrs. Williams, since this dog was abused, is it dangerous to put her into another home? Mrs. Williams answered my mother with a small frown on her face. Usually I would not think about rehoming her this soon, but she doesn't seem to hold a grudge against humans. She is very gentle and loving. She's a little shy with new people, usually. Mrs. Williams looked at the dog, who is now sitting entirely in my lap, and laughed. Grania seems to have found her human. I hugged the dog gently, and she slurped my face. Mrs. Williams now spoke to me. Molly, you are going to have to take it easy with her, and let her get used to you and your family. With any puppy, you would have to take it slow. But with her, you'll need to be very tuned in to her body language. She still gets frightened by quick movements and will run into her crate. Do you think you have the patience to get her used to you slowly? I knew I was fated to spend my life with this dog. I would do whatever it took to make her comfortable with us. Yes, ma'am, I will do whatever I need to to help her feel safe. My parents also said that they would help her to regain her confidence. Mrs. Williams went on. We, have to have, we had to have surgery done on her to remove a BB that somebody shot her with. She is very leery about guns. She also has scars from being hit. The couple that had her left her outside in the cold. They never allowed her into the house. I'm surprised it hasn't affected her more than it has. She acts like she knows that nobody will ever hurt her again. My father spoke up before I could say anything. At our house, nobody will ever hurt her. Mrs. Williams smiled at my dad. I know that. I would never have approved you for a puppy if I thought you were going to be in it, if they were going to be in any danger. I was cradling Grania as if she was my baby. Can she come home with us today? Oh, no, Molly. I would like to hold on to her for another couple of weeks. I want to make sure that she doesn't have any other problems and that, I, that I'm not aware of and, of course, finish all of her vet visits. I was a little disappointed but I knew the breeder was doing what she thought was best for the dog and for us. Can we come and pick her up in two weeks? I hoped the answer would be yes. Actually, I have a dog show down in Houston in a couple of weeks. I can bring her with me and drop her off on my way down to the show. That sounds like a plan. My father looked happy that he wouldn't have to drive the way all the way back to San Antonio in just a couple of weeks. That'll be great since my car isn't big enough to fit the dog and a huge crate in it. That was a problem that I hadn't thought of. We wouldn't have been able to take Grania with us today even if the breeder had said yes. My mom spoke up this time. We know how much we are going to spend for the puppy. Is Grania going to be the same? Mrs. William turned to my mother. I got paid for her when the original person bought her. I'm not going to charge you for Grania. I just want her to have love and home that will love her for as long as she lives. Use the money that you were going to spend on the puppy and buy her a snazzy crate and lots of toys. 
The breeder had tears in her eyes. I was really afraid that this little girl would be so traumatized from her experience that she might have to stay here with me. When I saw her with Molly, it filled my heart. She already loves your daughter. Let us at least pay you for the veterinarian fees to get her ready to come to us, my father insisted. No, I'll take care of that. You just make sure that she is as spoiled as a dog can be. Mrs. Williams looked over at me. Grania had curled up in my lap as much as a 95-pound Irish wolfhound could curl up in an 11-year-old girl's lap. I don't doubt that you'll spoil her in no time, she laughed. My parents looked over at us and laughed too. They knew she wouldn't be sleeping in her crate after she had been with us a while. I had plans for her to share my queen-sized bed. I was so content with Grania in my lap, even though my legs had gone to sleep. I was really going to have my heart hound. And that is the end of chapter two. What a sweet chapter. I already love Grania and Molly, of course. And I cannot wait to find out what happens in chapter three. So I hope you'll join me tomorrow for chapter three. You can pick up a copy of Molly and Grania, the seven foot long dog on amazon.com. And you can also find the second book in this series. Uh, it's called, one moment, Cowboy Tales. And um, let me see if I can find my information. I know that there are two other books in this series that are in the process of being written. Let's see. Um, Grania, this, Molly and Grania, the seven foot long dog can be found on Kindle, on paperback and on hardcover on Amazon. Kindle, if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free, but if not, then it's only $2.99, which is a great deal. On paperback, it is $8.99 and a hardcover is $17.99. The second book in the um, series is called Cowboy Tales, and it's also a Molly and Grania story. And again, it's available in Kindle, paperback, and hardcover. Same prices as before. Coming soon, Jingle in the Jungle, a Molly and Grania story. So I'm excited to see that one come out. You can pre-order that one right now on Kindle for $3.99. And um, eventually, I'm sure it'll be available in paperback and hardcover as well. And then also coming after all of those ones um, is Ole Mole, oh, oh, Molly and Grania story. And it too will be available on Kindle first. So I would keep your eyes open on Amazon. Look for the author's name which is Gail Notestine, N-O-T-E-S-T-I-N-E. It's like Notestine or Notestine, um, and Gail is G-A-I-L, and Molly and Grania is um, M-O-L-L-Y, and Grania is G-R-A-I-N-N-E. It's a funny spelling because it is an Irish name, because the dog is an Irish wolfhound. You can find Tea Fairy and Friends Storytime and Adventures on YouTube as a channel where I read stories. 
and post adventures. You can find it on Facebook as Tea Fairy and Friends Storytime and Adventures. There's a page. I just posted a whole bunch of stuff about Irish wolfhounds yesterday on the page, including some coloring pages, a song about Irish wolfhounds, some video footage of Irish wolfhounds, and I don't remember what else, but there was a whole lot of really cool things that I posted links to on the page. And in the group, um, there's just stories there by authors that have sent me books. And eventually I will be doing a videotaping of the first chapter of this book. Um, and there's other stories there that you can go and check out that people have sent in to me. And there will be more soon as I have received 10 books in the past two weeks and I'm a little bit behind in filming them because I've been having some technical difficulties with my camera as well as I am packing to move all the way from California to Maryland. So I am in the process of really doing a lot of work <clears throat> to try to get a four bedroom home packed up and ready to go in less than three weeks now 19 days so I may not get a whole lot of video recording done before I go I might have to wait until July and do all of the stories in July and like double up triple up do two three two or three at a time um, but there'll be individual recordings as always and they will be posted to YouTube and to Facebook both the page and the group but the group is specifically for stories by authors so if you are an author and you'd like to have your picture book shared on youtube and the facebook group contact me via email at t-e-a-f-a-i-r-y-s-t-o-r-y-t-i-m-e at gmail.com that's tfairystorytime at gmail.com also if you'd like to have your book read here on the podcast i do chapter books here on the podcast not picture books so if you would like to share your chapter book for young adults or children um, please either contact me via anchor.fm or again you can email me at tfairystorytime at gmail.com you can also contact me through either the page or the group on facebook and that is t fairy and friends storytimes and adventures um, last but not least, you can become a supporter of this podcast by going to anchor.fm. There is a little link there where you can become a supporter, or you can again contact me through my email, tfairystorytime at gmail.com, and I will be happy to give you my links to PayPal or Venmo. All right, folks, that's it for the day. We will be reading again tomorrow, chapter three of Molly and Grania, the seven foot long dog by Gail Nodestein. And so far I am in love with this book and I hope that you will join me to continue reading more about Molly and her giant wolfhound puppy. Have a great day guys. Bye.